I think I can keep that in. I think you can, probably. I hope so. Welcome to the Rod Squad, the internet's sickest Twilight Zone podcast, where five ligmatic college students (laughs) take you through the cult classic horror anthology show, The Twilight Zone. We are down one Tabitha. She is out seeing Watsky. Each. No, she has debilitating ligma. <laughs> right, sorry. A terrible ligma. We are down one Tabitha because she is dying of ligma in the hospital. <laughs> F. But we are joined by... Press it, put an F in the comments right now. Pay respects. <laughs> if everyone's in Twitch chat, press F. Did you see that the Twitch streamer died on stream and everybody, instead of like getting help for him, just kept hitting... <laughs> <laughs> Dude, that's, that's awesome. That's are you telling me that's not exactly what you would do? Just F. Come on, F. If I saw someone die, like, I'd, I'd, be, I'd be calling nine one one, but still pressing F <laughs> with my free hand. In fairness, there's also a chat delay, so you're seeing like thirty seconds before. So getting to him on time is yeah. 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 Yikes. F. 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 <laughs> As always, uh, you are joined by oh, your it. host Ben and my lovely co-hosts Ashley, Jamie, King Heffy. A.K.A. Connor. No, no, King Hefe. Okay. King Hefe. He was totally not Connor. And finally... Reese. Reese? Did I use Reese yet? Who is Reese? Who is Reese? You remember the Yeti? Mm-hmm. You remember Supergiant Ninja? Yeah, vaguely. Reese. That's his name. But that's what his gimmick was after Supergiant Ninja. Reese. He was just, he was just big guy. Reese. So, Reese. <laughs> Corey Arnold, a.k.a. Reese. Reese. I changed my mind. My name is uh, Matt Bloom. <laughs> Alright, A.k.a. Lord Tensai. A.k.a. A-Train, a.k.a. Albert, a.k.a. Lord Tensai. I can just see it now. Our listener numbers plummeting. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. So, we're all here. It's been two weeks since we last met. How is everybody's life going? It's a life. Anything new, exciting, spooky, all the above? I know Jamie was telling us about a spooky moment in the car. Hit us with it. Okay. So, um, like an hour ago, I was at Walmart, um, where I live in my hometown, and I had to get a wallet for my dad. So, I got out of the car, and I was walking in the garden entrance, and there was a man and his wife and his kid there. And as I walk past him, he says, good morning. And it's like 7 o'clock at night, so it's dark outside. But I wasn't, like, thinking that, so I I was like, good morning. And I walk past him. So, um, like, as I'm going in the entrance of the Walmart, he's like, I got her. And then I whipped around, and I was like, wait, what? And then he was like, what? And then we had, like, a moment. Can you do me a favor and spoil something? Yes. Remember the bit from the office where Dwight's trying to act all fancy, and he's, he's like saying nice people words. So he just randomly goes like "Good morning" <laughs> to what people are talking. <laughs> all right, good morning. Yeah, there you have it. The Office. So uh, couldn't find the clip to everyone's favorite television show, The Office. Isn't that right, Ashley? Yes. You hate The Office. Yes. Let's get on with the show. Well, that, I bet that guy is on his Twilight Zone podcast right now telling the same exact story. Yeah, He's no like, doubt. I got one today, guys. No doubt. That, no, this is his uh, getting people to say good morning at 7 o'clock at night podcast. 
Shout out to you, whoever you are. 300 episodes and only one success. <laughs> uh, I'm having a swell old week. I started my Dungeons and Dragons campaign with uh, five out of the six members. Jamie stood us up for another campaign. I'm no, I'm kidding. It'd be like that. It'd be like, <laughs> <laughs> be like that sometime. Um, yeah, and then uh, that's going really well. And tomorrow I'm starting a Call of Cthulhu campaign. Which I'm very excited for. It's like Dungeons and Dragons, but in the 1920s and filled with eldritch horrors. So yeah, I'm a giant dork, and uh, yeah, life is going pretty well. You're a real nerd. Doing okay in fantasy football, doing decent in classes. Did you lose this week? I'm three and two, buddy. What are you, what are you again? I'm just pointing out facts. No, no, no. I'd like to hear I'm your record. I would like to hear your record. I'm not the one bragging on doing great. Since you, like... Since you guys are from the Philly area, I want to hear your thoughts on Gritty. Mm. I would take a bullet for Gritty. Me too. <laughs> yeah, Gritty, I, I read one post that I think aptly describes Gritty, where it's like, the Philly fanatic will get your daughter home at 10, and then gr- Gritty is your daughter calls him daddy too. <laughs> I, what, that, what was their mascot before Gritty? There was one. They, did, they didn't have a mascot? No, it's only Gritty. <laughs> only, it's gritty. only Gritty. It never will be Gritty. Any other stories, or...? New updates. I'm just in imagining life. an email from Gritty and it's just a picture of his face. Like that's you all want, you get mate? from Gritty. You what, mate? <laughs> we have a new addition to the household. Uh, oh yeah. Can I talk yeah, about please. the new addition? So we have the lovely lady Rosa or Boo Bear or Bushka. Um, she's a fat Russian dwarf with a long yeah, attitude. A hamster. <laughs> Not a fat You have her in a cage. Oh, yeah. Your hamster is hacking our elections. How do you feel? Yeah, man. Honestly, I love her. <laughs> she, she's Donald Trump's police sponsor. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Yikes. <laughs> that's, that's just spicy enough. Oh, no. But she, she's a sweetheart. She, yeah. she uh, doesn't like Cough Cough Ben. She, she hates me. Why? He, because I blow on her face and she's biting the cage. So, oh. so when hamsters are being bad, like when they're biting on the cage, do you not? You don't want them to do that. Yeah. You blow on their face. And I blow good. And he, so he blows some on things face. out of context. Well, he blows on her face and he ignores her, so it makes her more upset. Or yeah. I'll blow on her face and be like, "Stop!" And she's like, "Haha, no, you're giving me attention." <laughs> right, but she listens to me. This yeah, except when I put my hand in the cage, she comes right. Ash and I are Ash and I are at arms as hamster parents. You're like the parent, like you know, like there's like one parent that dishes out the punishment, and one parent that's like the cool parent. <laughs> Ash is like the cool parent, and I'm the cold, yeah. calculating. It's the cold parent that blows on your face when you're. <laughs> <laughs> Don't you hate it when your mom just blows on your face when you're biting your cage? <laughs> oh yeah, we okay. We we talked about Trump for a second. Did you see the GIF where he's walking up? The stairs into his plane, and there's toilet paper on his shoe. Oh, no, that didn't happen. Did it, it did. It was hilarious, dude. <laughs> That's my, awesome. My favorite video of him right now is he's at something, and I think it was quarter. Yeah, and the interviewer asked him a question, and he just like hisses at her. Oh, he doesn't. He's like, it's so, so and he does it so like well. It's scary. <gasps> 
It's so funny. Or our country is run by loser people. Alex Jones, please sponsor us. <laughs> please sponsor us like you called into my radio show. We, yeah, we need oh, to yeah, save you the guys didn't talk about your radio show. That's new. I can't believe we haven't plugged that yet. Go ahead. Well, Thank you. Yeah, we, uh, we, myself and Corey, are DJs on the one and only 91.7 WIXQ in Millersville, in the smack in Millersville. And uh, we, we have our show 1 to 3 a.m. Thursday mornings. On the gravy train. <laughs> Tonight we're watching the dreaded season four. It wasn't that bad. It wasn't that bad. We'll get into that more more later. But the episode, um, Jezebel, not Jezebel, Jezebel, Jezebel. But I wonder what I wonder where they got that inspiration from. <laughs> Jezebel sounds like she's running for Congress. That's Jess King. Jess King, please sponsor us. <laughs> At least one fifth of us love you. Name to me. Yes, you're the, you're the only liberal in the room, Ben. You're right. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm trying, I'm trying to direct the hate towards me. I'm trying to keep you guys out of it. What, Pete? We're going to get hate on our, hate on our Reddit. Please. You bring it. Please. Regardless, uh, I'm pretty sure all of us love We've Jess got King. Gritty on our side. Yeah, we have Gritty on our side. Yeah. Gritty? Yeah, but Jess King, please sponsor us. We all love you. Okay. Also, Jess Bell, please sponsor us. You're um, this is a season four episode. So you can only really watch it through Hulu. Uh, or the box set, the DVD box set, which is still sitting in our cabinet. Wait, or we have it here? Yeah, I have it right in there. Oh, I, th- I thought we—that was another thing you forgot to no, bring up. No. Or you can watch it on certain websites that we don't know or condone about. So, without further ado, Mr. Rod, take us in. The Twilight Zone has existed in many lands and many times. It has its roots in history and something that happened long, long ago and got told about and handed down from one generation of folk to the other. In the telling, the story gets added to and embroidered on, so that what might have happened in the time of the Druids is told as if it took place yesterday in the Blue Ridge Mountains. Such stories are best told by an elderly grandfather on a cold winter's night by the fireside in the southern hills of the Twilight Zone. To start this episode, we have Jess Bell, a determined... What? How is this a sentence? We need to fire whoever wrote this movie. Yeah, get him out. Get him out. This is terrible. Man, it's almost like anybody can edit it. We Uh, start with Jess Bell, who is at a barnyard dance. You know, the way they do it in the South. Um, Who unfortunately hears that her ex-boyfriend, Billy Ben Turner, is going to be wed... Is it be wed? Is going to wed his beloved... Elwin Glover, not of relation to Don Donald Glover, unfortunately. Oh. Please sponsor um. us. <laughs> John please sponsor us. Uh, check out Atlanta on FX. <laughs> it's a great TV show. Um, anyway, so to kind of stop this holy matrimony. Wait, was that the was that the sentence that they wrote on Wikipedia? No, that was my sentence. I want to hear the sentence that they wrote. Jess Bell determined that ex-boyfriend Billy Ben Turner and fiance Elwin Glover not. Sorry, my phone went off. Not Mary enlists the aid of local witch Granny Harding. Roller coaster of a sentence. English teachers, please sponsor us. Anyway, she becomes very upset that Ben is going to marry Elwin, uh, and confronts Ben outside and is like, "You better not marry her." And Ben is like, "I will, Jess." <laughs> so she's all upset, and then goes to um, goes to get the aid of local witch slash mysterious woman, Granny Hart. 
Granny casts a spell that makes Billy Ben forget Elwyn and fall mad. Who wrote this? A five-year-old? <laughs> Granny casts a spell that makes uh, Ben, or Billy Ben, uh, forget all about his love for his fiance and fall in love with Jezebel. Uh, but there's a price for the spell, and let's hear uh, Jezebel's uh, what she wants to pay the granny, and then what the granny uh, what the granny enlists her for. Can you make him love me the way he did a long time ago? The night wouldn't pass, but what he had to come to see me. How much money did you bring me? I, I don't have any money. Well, how did you expect to pay me? I'll give you my pearl hairpin. It's a real pearl, brought back from overseas by my daddy in one of the wars. And the stick's real silver. Take it out of my sight. Is that all you got to offer me? It's everything on earth I own. See the clothes on my back. Well, honey, you better run along home and live your life without Billy Ben Turner. Jezebel gets this for pretty much free, but there's a curse. She transforms into a leopard slash jaguar from midnight until dawn. Get some strong love on a leash vibes. Get some strong <laughs> Shrek vibes right now. We can talk more about that later on what ripped this off. Uh, Jezebel feels herself growing colder and more heartless with each transformation. Um, that makes me angry. Billy Ben is like, I want to marry you, Jezebel. And she, like, slaps him away on multiple occasions. She's like, not today, fucked. <laughs> um, this is all ad-libbing, by the way. <laughs> this is not the actual dialogue. I was I was hoping it was. <laughs> That's exactly what she said verbatim. Um, yeah, and then the witch explains that her soul has been, has been kind of expunged from her body. That was the true, the true price of the curse. And she's turning into the witch herself. Um, horrified by her lack of humanity, Jezebel considers running away from Billy Ben, who is like still madly in love with her. Um, so they arrange to be married because uh, she can't get away from him. But later on, um, in order to try and kill Billy Ben's ex-fiance, uh, she kind of she kind of rolls up to her house and spooks her horse. And is like, I'm gonna pounce on you. I'm a jaguar. But this is what happens. I never seen no cat with spots like that. A witch. That cat was a witch. Yeah, she. Sh the Billy Ben shoots it, and it turns into a cloud of smoke. Do you guys like that effect? Loved it. I was confused at the time. I was also confused because they use the same effect when she's like transforming back. Yeah. yeah. I thought that, that would like, be cool when when that happened. I thought they shot her and then she like just turned <coughs> back into a human. That well, they could have pulled like um, what's that movie called? The, you don't like the romance movie that I like? Not Titanic. The host. 
No, the other one. Uh, Time Traveler's Wife. Oh, I liked it. It just was bad. Okay, spoiler alert. He, like, a shot at the end. And, like, (laughs) I imagine, like, it would have been cooler had they shot her and then she would turn human again and then, like, he would like, oh, no. We flash forward a year later when Billy Ben is married to Ellen. It's it's at the wedding. It's at the wedding. Is it at the wedding? Yeah, because, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, it is the night of the wedding. So they get married, and, like, while they're, while they're kind of, like, being hitched, he sees a spider as the form of, uh, which is, like, supposed to be Jezebel, and then he, like, smashes it and it puffs into a plume of smoke. I thought it was awesome, actually. That was pretty cool. Can someone explain this to me? I thought, does she get to choose what she becomes? Yeah, I think that's part of, like, I think what she's mastered her power. Okay. She's kind of like an X-Men. Yeah. A really angry evil angstier. Um later when they move They're into their angstier, their love shack for the evening, um is, is isn't Jezebel like a, a fly that knocks over a mirror with a ridiculous know. She's a she's a she was the rat, right? She was oh, the rat, yeah. the white rat that knocked over the clock. Yeah. yeah. See, I do remember stuff about this episode. Uh yeah, so Billy Ben's like, alright, I gotta kill her once and for all. So she goes to the witch. Um, and figures out that to kill Jezebel, he has to make a figure of her using clothing and stab it. The clothing has to be stuff she wore. And she has to st- he has to stab it through the heart with silver. Um, he returns home to find this. I told you to stay in the house. You all right, Ellie? The thing you felt in our house was the spirit of Jezebel. She was a witch. But I know how to get rid of witches. You will never be rid of me, Billy Ben. Jezebel. Come on, Billy Ben. Dance with me in the moonlight. Elwyn gets possessed by Jezebel. Jezebel then asks... I want to read you guys the sentence verbatim. Jezebel then asks Billy Ben to, quote, dance in the moonlight, end quote, which means she wants to kill him. <laughs> yes, that's what that means. Um, so she kind of like saunters behind him when he runs in the house, locks the doors, puts one of Jezebel's dresses on a mannequin, and stabs it. Um, Jezebel then appears in the dress, her eyes roll back, and then she disappears once and for all. And at the end, we get this lovely, uh, lovely end quote from Elwin. What did she say? She says, upon seeing a falling star, that it means a witch has died. And that is the end. We get a happy ending. I guess you could call it a happy ending, except for Jezebel. And everybody goes away happy. Okay, uh, I have one more question. Yeah. So, like, I thought Jess, Jezebel didn't want to marry him anymore. Uh, I thought she didn't want to, like, stick him with her cursedness, you know? Yeah, but it, like, overcame her. Oh, okay. Okay. Or I think, like, she just felt bad for him because she drew him into this and then was just baiting him. Wait, when did she feel bad? What are you talking about? I thought it, like... I'm saying, why Why did she want to kill his new bride? Because she's so in love with him, I think. Because <laughs> if... I don't... I was... I think she, like, didn't want him to be happy or didn't want her to be happy or something. 
Like, if I can't have them, then nobody can type thing? Yeah, maybe. Uh, yeah. yeah. I think, too, like, when um, Ellie was, like, picking flowers in the field or whatever, and they were having, like, their confrontation, <clears throat> Ellie kind of hinted that, like, she knew what Jess had done. So, maybe it was, like, a she-knew-too-much thing. Perfect. Yeah. Oh, yeah, because they do, they have that scene where they kind of, like, confront each other. Yeah. This was a very basic plot overview. Yeah, that was the... I mean, there was... There was a lot more, I think, to what... I mean, we hit the general skeleton of, of the plot. It's an hour episode. Yeah. Yeah, it's an but hour there wasn't, episode. like, there wasn't, like, a traditional, like, reveal at the end type twist. Yeah. It's weird, because this... The fluff in this episode was actually, like, interesting. So, yeah. Like, definitely watch the episode before... It, it, uh, it did not feel like an hour. That's why we always have that little... You can watch it. Because we always recommend you watch the episode before we start talking about it. So we hit all the basic plot skeletons, but there's definitely a lot more fluff in this episode that you guys should watch on your own. It's a pretty good episode. I like it. Um, yeah, one interesting thing before we get into general themes, or general thoughts, your thoughts, but generalize, is that this episode doesn't have a setting or a time period, well, which we could talk about. It it, it's in the Blue Ridge Mountains, but they never, I don't think, explicitly say that. It's just somewhere in the it's South. It's pretty general. But, uh, officially from Earl Hammer Jr., the director, it's set in the Blue Ridge Mountains, where I think he was from. You should, you should use the Clue Fox song. Blue Ridge Mountains? Mm-hmm. I will. That's my alarm But, that, yeah, that setting was pretty general, just like our thoughts. Your thoughts were generalized. Nice. As always, we start with some <laughs> themes. So let's get it started. Obviously, another... I have four themes. You guys can always jump in as well with some. Um, first one, uh, this episode clearly also not a big feminist episode. How do we think this episode compares to last week's episode in terms of portrayal of women? It was it was, it was pretty spicy. Would this episode be worse? It was, no, it was much worse. Dude, so. The quote at the end were like, Shouldn't I be making you a supper right now? Yeah, let's uh, let's do a spicy of that right now. That one really struck me. I should be cooking you some supper. Like I, I was watching it and like I was enjoying the episode so far, and then that I don't that just struck me because yes, that's, that's just so backwards, you know, mm-hmm. just how like we do things these days. And it wasn't even that long ago; it was like sixty-three. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, they also portrayed the like main female character as kind of. Her character being revolved around this guy, yeah. and like Just the way that she, yeah, and yeah. like the way she copes about it is that she seeks a witch to become this evil deity to like yeah. make him love her. Yeah, I mean every every female character was weak. There was Jezebel's mom who was like, "Were you talking to that witch? I can't believe you did this. I guess we're stuck with this now." And there's Jezebel, and then there's the witch who's like, "You know, I'll cheat and cheat and steal everything from you just so I can." Prosper. It was not a great portrayal of women. While the two main men are like, I, I would very even go passionate, doting individuals. I would even go further than it's not. Then it's not a great portrayal of women. Even for, even for the sixties, it's a very, it's a, it's a, it's a awful portrayal of women, and yeah. it's full of stereotypes from the start. Mm-hmm. I mean. You can argue that it was the '60s. It's it's just how it is. But we've seen better portrayals, even if not, they're not great, in other episodes that we've analyzed. So this is so this is bad, even for the Twilight Zone. I would think. Yeah, I think it was 
I mean, this like pales in comparison to last week. Last week, this makes last week look like a, like a, I don't know, insert your own feminist <laughs> literature here. No, they're just both bad. Which one was last week again? For Magnus with Love. Or two weeks ago, rather. That oh, was yeah, bad too, yeah. but like, this is so much worse. I think it was like the three weeks ago, three or four weeks ago, we, uh, we had we actually had the discussion on whether the Twilight Zone is a feminist TV show, and then we got hit with those last two episodes. Yep, back to back. Mm-hmm. I think it's interesting though, because like you look at because the most comparative episode to this, like I think setting wise, is like Come Wander with Me, mm-hmm. and she's such a different character. Like I wouldn't say she's a like obviously a feminist icon, but like she's in the same time period and well, like setting kind of. Yeah, like and there's still more to her character than there was Jezebel. Yeah, it felt just like... I mean, it was written by a guy, so there's that, you know. Mm-hmm. It just feels like a silly little anti-woman catch crap. Uh, not great, Rod. Not great. Uh, theme number two. Timeless story is the power of folklore. Why this episode could work so well in every setting. Well, I want to say that... If we listen to Rod Squad's op- or Rod Squad's Rod's opening um, kind of dialogue, he in monologue, he kind of says like this story's timeless, like through like it can be at any time period and stuff, and he does that exactly with the episode. Like he doesn't tell you where we are really or what time period is. The the clothing is arguably you could argue that it's the sixties. You could argue that it's before then. Like if there's kind of this like really gray area. And I, kind of, I really like that was the one thing I really liked about this episode. I think it's clever. I think the setting too kind of lends itself to like folklore because it's kind of mysterious. It's in like a rural yeah. American place, and it's got like witches and they're like farmers and not. But those are kind of like staples of American folklore. But it just feels very like. I don't know, primitive. Yeah. Like, there's no electricity in it, except for, like, maybe in the barn, but, like... I mean, there were lights, you know. There were lights, That's yeah. But, but you can't really tell if they're electric or gas. Yeah. yeah. There, there, there had to be lights just to shoot a TV show. Exactly. <laughs> the thing that struck me was, um, when, like, after Billy and Jess have their first fight, or whatever, and Billy's, like, in the house, he, like, uses an oil lamp. Like, I don't know. That just feels a little out of date yeah. to me. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, I do like, so far we've seen, like, what, two episodes that take place in the South? Right? Come on. Apologies for our neighbors, by the way, if this is picking up on the mic. They have many parties and many fights. Yeah. Um, I don't know if this, what, we watched, like, two episodes that have to do with the South? Come Wander With Me and this? And both feel very, like, pro folklorely for pro for folk world. Well, it's just, like, when you kind of think of the South and, like, scary stories, like, you're going to think of folklore, like, yeah. I think of New Orleans and, like, the ghost stories, like, when you think of the South, you think of, like, you think of ghost stories and stuff like that, and I think Rod took heavily from that, and um, I think it's kind of cool. Like, it's cool to see something of American culture, like, being portrayed in a way like that. Something we... we I don't really think about. Yeah, and I mean, you are dirty northerners. <laughs> and I mean, it does it does say 
It does. It says it does take place in the Blue Ridge Mountains, but that's like that's like part of Appalachia, and that's like quintessential what America is like. Like very lost in time, kind of. Yeah. I mean, isn't that where Deliverance takes place in no. the Appalachia region? Yes. I think it does take place in the Appalachia region. Great movie, Deliverance. Um, possible Rod Squad review movie later in the future. I don't. You don't want to watch that again? No, it made me want to throw up. But, uh, what's his name? It was so good in it. Yes. Um, yeah, so, oh, one all, one other thing that really added to that was, um, the original music that played through the whole thing, like the singing and stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that, that was really cool. cool. That was, I, I actually noticed the musical once. I thought it was really cool. I thought it really added to the folklore element. Uh, next up. Uh, an extra bonus theme I just thought of portrayal of witches in this country versus portrayal of witches in other countries. Why America hates witches. Oh, I completely disagree. Really? I feel oh, like yeah. I feel like most witch portrayals are negative. Look at American Horror Story right now. Okay, but most classic portrayal of witches are negative. Well that goes with anything almost. Yeah. Like it's kinda like the portrayal of like the outsider. The isolated person in a community. Like, you look at The Scarlet Letter, one of the worst books I've ever read. Those are boring. <laughs> I'm supposed to read that other But she's not, they, at one point, they kind of uh, state that she's a witch, and it's just because really she's different than everyone. It's her way to, like, ostracize a person. And you look at, like, the Salem witch trials and, like, historically, like, what happened to quote unquote witches, but, like, I think. Yeah, that ideology has changed. Well, it's you not always... even. It's not even. It's not even just American. It's. Uh, it's the fact that the idea of like witchcraft and sorcery yeah. goes. It goes. It goes all the way back to when the Romans were trying to spread Christianity. I was gonna say. I think it's a very Christian idea. Yeah, it is. Yeah. It is because a lot of the. A lot of the a lot of the pagan festivals that were just like. That were like earth nature based festivals that were that were prevalent in like the the Eastern European and the German culture at the time were like they were all they were all portrayed as negative and it, it was sort of I'm forgetting my history a little bit here but it was sort of adopted that Christianity is like the way is Christianity is the way to like gain salvation or whatever and the and all the and everything pagan was cast in a negative light as like witchcraft and Whoa. this is unnatural and then that and then that ideology has been portrayed for years after that yeah I mean like religion can be used as like a way to oppress people I exactly mean, you, once it became with the Roman leader Const, I think it was was it Constantinople or was that just that was where he founded I, I don't know yeah. what's his name Emperor Constantine. Yeah, Constantine. Did he found Christianity? No, he, he made it no, the yeah. official. He made it the official religion. Of he also the, ruined the Roman Empire. That is true, but um, he once you make something official like that, especially like we as the United States, we don't really see that because we don't have an official religion. But like um, with official religions, if you're not following the state, like decided religion, then you're kind of seen as waste because a lot of that money does go back to the state. Traditionally speaking, not not necessarily like today's time, but like major tax breaks if you're a church. Yeah, but that's a little different. And like, so if you're having people that aren't following it, you're having a new 
Atlantis subgroup, which could eventually uprise and have you have this uniting force that isn't the force of the, the government and it could attack and that's yeah, essentially well, why they were oppressed. We're talking we're talking about a time in the time when uh, towards the end of the, the first Roman em- Empire when uh, Constantine was uniting everything. It, that's that starts the era of where the the church and the the government are one and the same, and then it runs it runs like that for a very long time, and that's what we consider that's what we consider the Dark Ages. Even though there is some, I have seen a little bit of debate lately on whether the Dark Ages were really that dark, but they still, weren't. no, they weren't. It's it was a, just the Renaissance. They were they, doing that. They were embarrassed of them. Yeah. yeah, yeah. A lot of good architectural advancements in the Dark Ages with like and uh, life expectancy was way higher. So there you go. Okay. I'm, I'm a history writer. Then why did why are they called Dark Ages? Okay, so the Renaissance was seen as like the Golden Age. I know we're going a little off topic. It's a okay. But um, kill time, kill time. So the people that were in the the Renaissance kind of they saw Greek art and like Greek way the Greek way of living and like Roman the golden Roman age they saw that as the golden standard of living like to do that that's why they started emulating a lot of statues and all that stuff and so when they looked at the dark ages which was a totally different art style a totally different kind of uh, way of life they were there was like this embarrassment as well as like they didn't want to be associated with it so they, they wanted to be more associated with like Greek and Roman like culture, okay. so they they called it the Dark Ages. Okay. Ironically, though, the the Islamic Empire like flourished as a center yeah. for the sciences during the Islamic only. That's that's it's the most interesting period in history, in my opinion. That's kind of why I'm a little I'm a little salty that this music history course that I'm taking only uh, applies. It, it's only Western music. That's crazy. You're missing out on, like, the best music. Well, you want to, when you can look at music and, like, history, too, like, you, there should be, like, a course. I don't know if you have one, but it, like, focuses on non-Western. Because, like, with right. Western well, music, you can kind of look at it on a timeline, the same with Eastern music. I know my friend Del's taking a course, like, that's African music and dance. Yeah. So Wait, who? Yeah. Brandon Delp. You met him before. Yeah, he's in my class. I'm taking that class. <laughs> no way. <laughs> Small, Delpy world. Small Look campus. at my boy. Brandon Delp, please sponsor us. <laughs> Rob Burritos. Jim Armstrong, please sponsor Rob us. Burritos. If Rob Burritos would just send us free burritos once a week, we will sponsor we'll you plug until it the end of time. We will plug it every five minutes. We, we will, will probably plug it anyway. Yeah. I will be a heavy camper with burritos. Yeah, dude. Maybe Rob Burrito would give us like free burritos a week for small time. That's yeah, not we should, out of we should question. go there. I've, I've never been there. Yeah, it's there. really good. It's, it's very good. hipster. The sauces yes. are amazing. And that was our mid Rob Burritos. <laughs> <laughs> um, we can Dang, skip. Now I'm hungry. We can skip that one. I was just gonna have one on the portrayal of the South, but I think, uh, I think we talked about it a little. Yeah. Yeah. Season four, <laughs> a year in review. Um, so we've watched. What's the, other, what's the other ones that we're skipping? Just, uh, just the uh, portrayal of the South in this episode. We kind of talked about it. Already. Yeah, we pretty much did. Yeah. Season four, a year in review. Uh, we've watched. Let's see, four season four episodes. One episode not released. Yeah, one episode not released. Four <laughs> season four episodes. Or are they mute? Horace Ford. Horace Ford. Which, w- which is our big episode I, six. I love that episode. 
Oh, wait, I thought, I thought that was the one that we lost. Didn't release. Yeah. Yeah, we lost it. No, we released it, and then we lost it like a week later, right? No, no we, we never released it. it. I was editing it, and everything oh. was corrupted. F. Uh, the one time that actually wasn't my fault. Hmm. So, Horace Ford, which we will revisit, episode 60. Oh, probably three years from now. Um, Mute, we watched... I can't say anymore from him. We watched this one, and then we watched uh, the new exhibit. Oh, that one was really good. I thought, so, that was, I thought that was one we did during the summer that we never released. Actually, no, that wasn't a season two episode. about the clay figures and stuff, or the wax figures? That's, yeah, That's yeah, new exhibit. exhibit. What? We did that. Anyway. No, wasn't yeah. the, the submarine one? That was, oh yeah, wait, yeah, that, that was the was, fourth one. That was on the 30 Fathom Grave. Mm-hmm. There was so much five. Was that an hour episode? Yeah, yeah. Because, yeah, we, we kept going back to how much they had to fill time with them. Oh, right, right, right. So, um... I think that's five, then. Yeah. Yeah. But Horace Ford was never released, so... Oh, that'll be down the road. Um, yeah, so what did you guys... What do you guys think of season four so far? I know that it's, like, kind of this... I mean, Jamie didn't watch me with us. That was before her <laughs> time lucky. on the show. You're, You're lucky. You're so lucky. Good for you. Good for you. Yeah, but, um... I think it's... I think season four is really hit or miss. I yeah. was gonna say the exact same thing. Yeah. But I don't think it's as bad as I don't think it's as bad as I made it out to be. Well, we haven't watched any of the we haven't watched any of like the really really season one more. episodes, right? Mm-hmm. Well we watch we watch like the U T Z classics every every like ten or so episodes. Like we're yeah. watching Eye of the Beholder coming up probably some definitely sometime this semester. I can't wait to brand about how much I hate that episode. Maybe next semester, but we're definitely watching I Have the Beholder coming up. Corniest episode. One of the corniest. The other one is the the alien one. It's a serve, man. Awesome episode. That is also the worst episode. But, um... Yeah, I feel like season four is really not as bad as I mean it out to be. There's really good episodes and there's really bad episodes. Well, I think it the, what makes or break and breaks an episode in season four is whether or not they, like, do boring fluff or they do interesting fluff. Like, if you look at this episode, I don't think any of the fluff was really that bad. And then you look at Mute, and it was the same three scenes over and over again. Yeah, but we got our first, and first of hopefully many great quotes out of it. Which one? Boats yeah, yeah, words? can you tell us which one? Boats aren't words. <laughs> they aren't words. Wait, what does he say? She says, he's I don't know. trying to say the boat, but boats aren't words. They aren't words. I think you have to slice that in there. Oh, yeah, I agree. He's trying to tell about the boat, but the boat isn't words. It isn't words. Wait, wasn't, wasn't the one about the guy who was deaf, wasn't that an hour long? The... The guy who like port- he like he was deaf wasn't that an hour long? What are you talking about? Yeah, what are you talking? We've never seen an episode where a guy's deaf. The episode with the old lady and the guy who was deaf. Deaf, not deaf. No, that was yeah, that was that was thirty. It it should have been only half an hour. Yeah. 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 Oof. It felt, <laughs> it felt like. I love that episode. Oof. All right. Well, I, 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 I've already pooped on that episode. Yeah. <laughs> Last Check time. Out. So. Check out that yeah, so we'll we'll definitely see where episode four takes us next. There season, season four, season four, four right? Or episode four. <laughs> what is episode four? What is episode four? I think episode four was mute. I think it was mute. <laughs> but um, we'll see where it takes us next. We have we have not hit the highest episode yet, but boy, have we not hit the lowest either. And that's gonna take us out of themes. Before we go into the part where we talk about how much we liked or disliked the episode, we're gonna go over two hour friend, co-host, and most importantly, wrestling god, 
for the WWE moment of the week. What do you got for us? So, hold on. I I, I usually like think about how I want to phrase it before, and I forgot. <laughs> Come on, Come on. Okay, so this is about a girl who like basically tries to force a guy to marry him. You know, through like witch witchery or whatever. <laughs> witchery. <laughs> yes. So, Oh. I love for this. Just hearing him try and piece together the episode. <laughs> so, there was, uh, on Raw, there's a man called Triple H, alright? H, 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 He wanted to marry Stephanie McMahon, who is the daughter of the boss. So, to get her to marry him, he didn't use witchery. He drugged her, oh, <laughs> he kept no. her unconscious, and drove her through, like, a Vegas, like, drive through wedding thing. God bless the 90s. Yeah. And they're still married. And they're still married to married married Yeah, they're, they're, they're married on her if That makes it any less horrible. Do you want some, I don't know if it makes it less horrible. Yeah. Do you want some cringy Ben Glam facts? Give me up. Guess who has done the Triple H and Stephanie McMahon workout tape in my basement? <laughs> Stop! Ben Glam, man. I didn't know they had a workout tape. Yeah, it's great. Bring it, it out. The room, Bring it dude. We, can, we, we can work out together. <laughs> Stephanie, I think like Charlotte's in it. General. I think Charlotte or Alexa Bliss, Bliss is in Stephanie's. It's all yoga and stuff. Really? And Triple H is all like pumping oh, yeah. yoga. It was awesome. It like actually worked. I felt really good after it. Wow. Incredible. I did P90 for like a summer and oh. my god was I a sexy boy. <laughs> Triple H and P90 sponsors. Yeah. <laughs> and Stephanie McMahon. <laughs> oh, I got cutting out soda. Lost 10 to 11 pounds already. Wow. Yeah, wow. This is the Ben Glam feel good moment of the night. Yeah. Everybody, need compliments. <laughs> compliments. I'm like a lemon grab from uh, anything less is unacceptable. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, grab. I'm so excited for us to get into more. Lemon grab's here. the man. Adventure Times. Adventure Times. I have your next project. It's uh, us. It's us. <laughs> uh, going back to Corey, he was the victor of the oof moment oh, yeah. of the week last week. Somehow, again, you've been like the Two. longest running champion. I don't know how. And Two it's time champ, boy. So, Corey, what is the oof moment of the week? Oh, uh, we gotta do our thing. Oh, oh. what is the oof moment of the week? First of all, I'd like a congratulations from everybody in the room for winning last week, because I didn't really get it last week, so... <laughs> congratulations! Congratulations! I gotta spice that up. Okay, continue. So, the oof by the true and rightful winner of the week was when they were in the barn, they were dancing and whatnot, and Jezebel comes up to Bill, Billy? Mm-hmm. Billy Ben. Billy. Uh, and looks at her with those eyes, and he's like, I'm in love with her now. <laughs> so he starts dancing with her, and everyone just stops and looks at him. Oof. 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 <laughs> Oof. And that was our... Oof. Oof. <laughs> Moment of the week, brought to you by Tostitos. <laughs> Sorry, I just went for something. Can we get in trouble by, like... Fake sponsors. Fake sponsors. I love pizza rolls. <laughs> <laughs> Yum. We have eaten zero pizza rolls in this apartment yet. Yeah, yeah. Again, again, Please. seriously, if you're looking for a sponsor that does not require that much, like we'll seriously, hit us up. We will do it. We'll plug you. We just want food. Yeah, for real. If you could just, if we'll you are like, money. if you're like, run your own food shop, 
And you want to just send us food and we'll sponsor you every week. Colby from Domino's, if you're listening. Colby <laughs> uh, Burke listens to our podcast. If Domino's just sponsored us by giving us like garlic knots every week, I would, uh, I, I would do it for a lava cake. A singular lava yeah, cake. Yeah, I would too. Lava cakes. Are amazing. Uh, We're a Domino's household. Lava cake. Lava, pizza lava, here. lava cakes are where it's at. We're actually a sugar bowl So I was reading this thing online, and this person is a blacksmith, mind you. And they, they were making pizza rolls in the oven, and when they pulled it out of the oven, muscle memory was to just hit it like you would. Like, <laughs> <laughs> the pizza rolls just went right. <laughs> The pizza roll day massacre. That's awesome. yeah. So, uh, now on to the more, what did we like about this episode inside of General Thoughts? Your thoughts, but generalized. Did we like it? Did we dislike it? It, um, it was able to keep my attention, despite I was very tired at the time. Yep. So yeah, yeah. Uh, I thought it was actually really good for a season four episode. Yeah, just no. not saying a lot. <laughs> yeah, it, it, it was, was. It moved, which is the thing that most season four episodes moves. don't. Move. No, Connor's right though. It did. It's like it, uh, it did. Other, it's like the other ones are like dragging their feet. It's like, come on, this is. I'm like looking at my watch, but it's like, last last night it was like. It felt, it honestly felt kind of like a 30 minute episode. It did. It I, was, I remember you got hearing you guys go, oh, it's over? It was oh, good. And usually most one hours, like, they feel like one hour. Mm-hmm. But this felt like a 45 minute episode. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> like, it's, that's better. Yeah. Uh, I really, I'm going to say it, I really liked the set. No, I'm kidding. I did like the cinematography. Um,. Yeah, it looked natural. It was it was just a good everything was good, man. Cinematography Except was cool. For the sexism. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That dockets a few points off of it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Bad. I mean we talked about it earlier, but bad. Oh, oh, oh. What'd you guys feel about the live animal? You don't see that every that day cool. in the Twilight Zone? That's cool. Jaguar. Back in the day too. Yeah. That was cool. I hope she wasn't from a circus. That would be She sense. probably she was. was wrong. not. She from a zoo? Um, I was. They just found one of random one on the street. Like, oh, here we well, go. No, I, I know that the main male character who played Billy Ben is a was he passed away a huge animal rights activist. And he, and he he wasn't desperate for a role. He's a pretty well renowned actor. Mm-hmm. So I'm assuming that he probably wouldn't have done the role unless it was like a show animal, which still isn't a great. I mean, animal. Zoos in general are kind of eh. You know, if there was like a rebuilding kind of animal though that like, couldn't go back into the wild and was oh, like, yeah, accustomed totally. to humans and totally. stuff, that's yeah. totally Conservation bad. zoos are where yeah, it's totally. at. Like, totally. the Philly Zoo does a ton of conservation with animals that can't, don't have habitat and can't live I have, I have respect for the Philly Zoo because they realized that their enclosure for elephants just wasn't working and they... Yeah, then they gave their elephants away to other places. Yeah. It was awesome. Was it too small? Or what? Yeah. It was, yeah, it was entirely too small. It was ridiculous. And they've also spent the last few years building these like multi-million dollar projects that let the animals walk all across the zoo. And it's really dope. Like it's you, really, really cool. Like you, you're walking they under this... Like, what, like little walks above. Yeah, oh my god. Yeah, yeah you can literally... You, Corey, you, when was the last time you've been to the Philly Zoo? We need to go. Rod squad trip to the zoo. No, like literally, you'll be walking down the path, and there's just there's just a tiger chilling in some in his walkway right above you. There's such cats. They are. He's just like he's just like sitting there, like sup, dudes. I'm getting some sun. So one weekend we're all gonna go down to my parents' place. 
Can we'll spawn this... stuff down there. We'll spend the weekend there, and then we'll just go to the Philly Zoo. Can this be the same weekend as uh, Avengers Four? Yes. We yeah 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 hundred percent. Quadruple date. Quadruple date. Yeah, for real. Corey and his girlfriend. Jamie and his boyfriend. Connor and Tabs as a friend date. <laughs> and then Ash and I. Quadruple date. As a friend date. <laughs> I, I have no feelings. Friends, yeah. I'll bring Rose. No, I'll, <laughs> I'll, 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 I go with Ben. Oh, that's right. even better. And then Tabs and Ash can go with Rose. Speed backing off my hands there, boss. <laughs> Brooke can drive herself down. Brooke is my situation. Because she's a great taste in video games. We need to get Brooke on the show. Don't add me right now, Bergman. Brooke needs to get Brooke on the show. We should get Josh on the show because he has actually watched the Twilight Zone on his own volition. Dude, anytime Josh wants to We gotta get a guy named Jeff on the show. Yeah. I don't know any Jeffs. Yeah, we don't. My cousin's name is Jeff. Okay, where were we? Jeff. Jeff, Jeff. We were talking about the zoo. Um, zoo. What is Jeff? Regardless, I... There was this one time, sorry. No, no, you go. I on the Jeff thing. (laughs) (laughs) Send it to the group chat. There was this um, time, I work at a noodles and company, and one of our online orders was for a man named Jeff Jeff. Was it Connor? It might have been. Did you think it was me? No. (laughs) Your name isn't Jeff. My name's Jeff. (laughs) I, uh... Yeah, but I like this episode. It definitely had its issues. Um, music was good. Cinematography was good. It was actually good. I remember that this time. The music was creepy. It was nice. Yeah. yeah and that's... It was fitting. It was very creepy for a 60s episode. I've read, like... I've read reviews and comments where the people are like, yeah, it scared me out of the room as a kid. Like, it was the whole idea of, like, a... Uh, possession is very. I feel very. It was less before its time. It was less tension and it was more unnerving. <laughs> yeah, like, like some some play some thriller type things do a really good job with building tension, but this just like this kind of just gives you the heebie-jeebies, which is really cool. Heebie-jeebies. Overall, I think it was a better than expected episode. Uh, anything else anybody wants to add about overall quality? We kind of touched on everything. Yeah. yeah. Lighting, sound, so The Lighting. dialogue was really interesting, too. I yeah. thought. Yeah. I mean, just, like, from the conversation. Like, all of the conversations between, like, Jess Bell and um, Billy Ben were kind of, like, super poetic. Like, um, when they're being, like, when they're confronting each other. Um, at the engagement party, like, Jess is like, you know, I have this fire that still burns for you, and Billy Ben's like, it's Ash! It's Ash! Hey! Hey, everybody! Hey, everybody! Uh, yeah, I agree. I didn't think about that. It's stupid. Uh, next up, it's time for... Bios and Trivia! All right, that's a turn on my bright flashlight. Oh, oh. We don't have any lights on in here. How am I supposed to read? Get better night vision. Better. Oh, they're really fine upstairs. Let's start with bios. This was directed by Buzz Kulik. The Buzz. second, the second of nine <laughs> Twilight Zone episodes. Buzz is Thanos. That's our WWE character is Thanos, but everybody calls him Buzz. He's the Buzz of the town. Uh, get it? 
Uh, can you guys guess, this was an episode before Jamie's time, what the other episode that Buzz Kulik has directed that we've seen? Come yeah. on with me. Yeah. The Mind and the Matter. Which one? That was the first one we ever watched. Oh, okay. So, are we feeling a plus for Buzz Kulik or a minus? Ashley's probably. I'm feeling a... You don't like The Mind and the Matter? Mind the matter. I love The Mind and the Matter. I hate this episode. He directed it. He didn't write it. Well, he did the best with what he could do. I'm going to give it a plus, because Mind and the, the Matter was an average episode, but I think... When you write, you write. When you write, you write. But this is pretty good. Video. This is pretty good. Like, we're going to do a steel cage match. Yeah? No, 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 no. no. We're going to do the scrap trap. Scrap. scrap trap. That was the... That was the first, that was the the Baron Blade match. Wait, which one's the one? What's the one called when you get the most pins? Iron Man. We did Iron that. Man. That's we did. what we're doing. We did that. We did that, and we beat Bobby Roode six to two. And the only two that we got was because we hit him with a bat. I'm gonna I'm gonna give this guy a man. Yeah. Yeah, you're feeling man. Mine and I was man. This was man. Need to see more. I or you just man. I just whatever. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm giving him like like on my check plus check. Check minus and minus system from yeah. elementary school. I was about to say, are you an elementary teacher? I'm gonna give it. I'm gonna give it a solid check. Not like a check plus. <laughs> it's not a check plus. It's solid check. But it's not a check minus. Well, what, Jamie? Have you seen the mind of the matter? I don't think I have. Okay. Describe the plot to me. He gets like a. He gets a magic book and then he finds out he can like control time and space with so his mind. So he makes everybody disappear. Because he's a grumpy old man. And then he realizes, <laughs> and then he realizes how boring it is when he realizes how much of a schmuck. No, no, is. he makes. Doesn't he make everybody into him? Yeah, you that's can hear the best scene ever. You can hear more about this episode and Buzz Kulik at our first ever episode, of The Mind of the Matter, which Ooh. just hit a hundred downloads. It's Ooh. gonna. Ooh. I'm Wait, sorry if you're listening. They actually wear a wig and like a skirt. Oh no! It's fantastic. Yeah, we uh. I don't know if we it was said this last time. We might have, but we're like at a thousand downloads. Yeah, we did say last time. Well, big news. Big news again. It was written by Earl Hammer Jr. This is the second of eight Twilight Zones he would write. Guess what the last one he wrote was? The last Jamie was here. No, it was black leather jackets. Oh, nice. Ah! Nice. That was also very sexist. You hear our fan in the back. Um, They, They don't hear. You know? It's our fan. It's not too loud. I was listening to it. Our right. only least, fan. We have this one. But, um, yeah, so I'm feeling a big old plus for Earl Hammer. No, actually, writing. considering that it also goes up to a plus after check plus, I'm going to give it a check plus. Yeah. <laughs> I'm giving it a minus minus. A minus. You're not a fan of Mr. Earl Hammer? I am not a fan of his portrayal of women. No. I think his episodes are very good. And, uh, he's all, he also writes the worst episode of the series, which is the series finale called, uh, the witching pool. It's pretty awful. But uh, we'll get to that. <laughs> Hopefully never. never yeah. uh, let's That's go our final one. episode. Anne Francis played Jez Bell. She has passed away. She was in Forbidden Planets. Another Forbidden Planet connection. What do we give her on the check scale? She was. Not, everyone thinks she's such a babe. I she is a babe. She's, a babe. No, she's, she's like, like she's ranked. Babe. She was ranked like 14th sexiest woman of all time. I think I'm her uh, oh, a plus. I think we no. I think we give her a plus Jesus. for this episode. She played Honey West in Honey West, a short-lived female western, which she won an Emmy for. That's really cool. This is one of two Twilight Zones um, she's in. The other one is uh, the After Hours, which we have not watched yet. And she got her pilot license, which is really badass for a woman in the 
60s. James Best played Billy Ben Turner. He passed away. He played Sheriff Roscoe in Dukes of Hazard, oh. which is a pretty famous television program. And he was in Killer Shrews and Revenge of the Killer Shrews, a movie about killer marsupials. It got a sequel. I think her shrews are marsupials, right? Can we do an encyclopedia event on this? Hey Siri. She doesn't want to talk to me right now. No. I wouldn't want to talk to you either. Thanks, Connor. Your phone is so bright. Shrews are not marsupials, they are mammals? small, mole-like mammals. They're rodents. Like? They're rodents, right? They are. They might be. They might oh, there's. They look like Rosa. They might be more studios. <laughs> their um, their order name, Yuli Potiphila, translates in English from Latin to "truly fat and blind." I do not think they are technically marsupials. They're rodents. They look like rodents. Wait, but they only live in. That's what sand shrew has been. Yeah, dude, but they only, they live in like, I don't know. I don't know. Just because they live in Australia doesn't mean they're all marsupials. <laughs> yeah, so yes, it does. Marsupial. Man, you really just That's what need to be proved wrong. Um, are we keeping all this in? What? What? Marsupial shrews? Are we keeping all this in? I don't think they're marsupials. Oh, your phone is really bright. Sorry. Okay. So, that's the Ben Bland moment of the night. Um, yeah, he opened up his own acting school where he taught Quentin Tarantino, as well as Regis Philbin. Is that his name? Regis Philbin. Philbin Regis? I don't know his name. And he was a cousin to the Everly Brothers. Famous rock stars. Everly Brothers? Yeah, they're big, big country stars. This is this is one of three Twilight Zones he will be featured in. Laura Devon is Elwyn. She's dead. Whole lot of nothing in her only Twilight Zone. So we had a pretty short trivia section from IMDb. Uh, this is the only Twilight Zone to not feature a closing narration. It's a poem that Rod reads. And the jaguar was named Ranchy. Oh. Oh. Ranchy? Or is it Ranchy? No, it's Ranchy. Uh, from Unlocking a Door to a Television Classic. The lyrics were written by Earl Hammer Jr. And uh, J- James, the guy who played Billy Ben, said he liked this Twilight Zone the best because he got to kiss girls. He's a real stand-up classic guy. <laughs> Mr. Trubisky? <laughs> That's what I was thinking. That's hilarious. So I forgot to bring up my... Um, Speaking of feminism, right? Martin Graham's Jr. book. So I have a trade-off for everybody. A new segment, which I like to call YouTube Comments, Connecting to America Today. I don't know, it's a very late CNN of me. So this is coming... Hey, Anderson Cooper. This comment comes from one, Sal Salvatore, from four years ago. Wait a second. Sal Salvatore. Is that... No, like... That was the one character from the one... Where he wanted to be with the girl and he got the wishes. And uh, no, yeah. that was that was Salvador. Oh, Salvador Ross. Yeah, that was Salvador Ross. Oh, well done. Granny Hart wasn't a bad woman. She was just in the wrong business. She may have fared better as a tarot card reader and have Jezebel as a daughter. No man in her in his right mind would ever think of abusing her. This is my all-time favorite Twilight Zone episode. <laughs> <laughs> and even better. 
from Morgan Barnes two years ago. <clears throat> I know this sounds very unexpected, but I would absolutely love to start tickling and playing with the wonderful sexy feet of either <laughs> Jeff Bell or Ellen. <laughs> Excuse me? Foot, foot fetishes or just prime comedy material? And that concludes our new segment, YouTube Comments Connected to the Central of America. Is that the one you want to spoil for us? Yeah. Oh my god. He read it to us. I don't remember that. Yeah, so, um. So, yeah, we're going to do that segment every week now. So, hey, I think it replaces my joke of the week fairly well. Yeah, it more than replaces it. This is actually funny. Oh my heart! My poor beating heart. No, but seriously, if you're if you're enough of a Twilight Zone fan that you're commenting on YouTube posts about it, there's like a two percent chance you're listening to the show. So I hope you're listening right now. Yeah, you foot fetish monsters. <laughs> cool. Okay, so I think next we move on to what ripped this off. I didn't write anything down. Shrek. Oh. What ripped this off? Um, Love on a leash. Love on a leash, the greatest movie, or I guess what? What ripped this off, or what did this rip off? Love on a leash, a movie about a woman who falls in love with her dog, who turns into a man, turns into a man from dusk to dawn. <coughs> dog by day, sex crave lunatic by night. Thank you. <laughs> the story of Richard Ramirez. <laughs> oh no! Oh no! Oof. That's that's a that's serial a- killer. <laughs> the Night Stalker. He like raped and murdered women in LA for years. Oh. He was so hated oh. that when they announced who he was, like when he got caught, a mob of people chased him down a street and tackled him. Like wow. LA was terrified of this guy. Wow. Super interesting to let's know about him. He never brushed his teeth. He stunk. And he was a huge oh. Metallica fan, so that tells you all you need to know about Metallica. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> I love Metallica. Metallica, please don't sponsor <laughs> Metallica, stay away. <laughs> No, but Love on a Leash ripped off Shrek from Pixar, DreamWorks, DreamWorks from like 2000, 2002, 2000, yeah, yeah, it's Shrek. But yeah, it's it's like We're the Shrek princess. Jazz Bell is she's not a princess, but she's like the 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 female interest here turns into turns into the monster at night, just like Fiona turns into ogre an ogre. An ogre. An ogre. I would also like to say The Little Mermaid. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. she oh. had to trade a part of her in order to get what she wanted to try to be with um, the guy. And they both die in the end. Uh, in the original. Yeah, not in the Disney movie. She, Wait, becomes, she doesn't die, she becomes the sea, the foam of the sea. She turns into sea foam. She definitely be, like eats it. Sea there's foam there, is not alive. There's two versions of... Well, The, the Little Mermaid's are, like a old... Folk tale. Folk tale. It's a remake. Oh no, it's a folk tale. It's a remake. <laughs> no, it's a it's remake. A remake. Yeah, man. The the fifteen sixties Little Mermaid was totally different. <laughs> Only fifteen hundred kids will remember that. Yeah. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> I don't. I don't know my Bible history, so I can't tell you the exact story. But there's the obvious connection to Jezebel, Jezebel from the Bible. Somebody please. Didn't you try that. and like bang Jesus? I was wondering, Maggie, I actually was doing a little bit of Wikipedia-ing during the plot. Apparently, um, she kind of, she was the wife of a king, and she tried to um, 
spread her, like, knowledge. I don't want to say, like, I think she kind of was... I need to look it up again. I'm sorry. Was like a... I don't know the word, exact word for it. Harlot? No, she... I mean, she was because she, like, wore extravagant things and, like, painted her face, and that's why, like, so many people, like, in the early 20th century or whatever was like, oh, if you wear, like, a ton of makeup, you're totally Mm -hmm. a Jezebel. She was the wife of Ahab, king of Israel. And it's also the name of, a, I think, a pretty big liberal news source, right? Mm-hmm. Jezebel. Yeah, so in the Oof. biblical story, Jezebel became associated with false prophets in some interpretation. Her dressing in finery and putting on makeup led to the association of the use of cosmetics with painted women or prostitutes. And she, then, was, she was murdered by being thrown out of her window by members of her own court, and the flesh of her corpse was eaten by stray dogs. Oh, well, yeah, the Bible's was pretty brutal. Old Testament is a ride. <laughs> hmm, interesting. Yeah. Basically, she made her non-Abrahamic religion, like the state religion. Oh, gotcha. So she participated in witchcraft, basically. Mm-hmm. Yep. Well, there we go. That's very interesting. Thank you, Bible. Can't believe I said that out loud. The Bible, please sponsor <laughs> God, <laughs> God, if you're up there, you better be sponsoring us. <laughs> Strike me down. Please. please. <laughs> um... Yeah, any other what ripped this off moments? Um, I can think of two, actually. There's two mangas. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Let me just casually throw anime on this one. <laughs> Let me just weeb. Um, XXXholic, which is about a witch who um, does the whole, like, you know, if you can't pay with money, you'll pay with, like, the most precious thing to you, like your relationships or your, you know, happiness or whatever. And then um, Fruits Basket, which is about guys who are cursed into turning into animals. I even know Fruits Basket. Yeah. Um, The princess princess and the frog. I was thinking Rockwell Stiltskin. You have this curse and, you know. She kind of tricks him, though. She outsmarts that boy. Rumble Stillskin is like nightmare fuel, in my opinion. He's very scary. <laughs> Whenever you do your gnome voice, I just imagine Rumble Stillskin. <laughs> What's my gnome voice? The, like... the, the gnome shark one. Oh. I'm the gnome shark. There it is. I'm the trash. Man. I'm the trash. Uh, yeah, I have one more on the tip of me tongue. It, the, the concept of werewolves seems kind of like what this is about. Yeah. Like... Twilight? <laughs> Twilight, or is this all I guess? Mm, I have one more. Say it. Say it. I'm losing it, dude. It's leaving my brain. Oh, The Witch. The 2016 indie horror smash hit. Uh, One of my favorite movies, actually. My parents hated that film. Your your parents and I like different movies. They liked Wonder Woman. I think it's a piece of garbage. That's another conversation for me getting yelled at on the internet by people. Yeah, let's do it. I'll I'll yell at you. Do you like Wonder Woman? It was okay. It, yeah, it was okay, but it, it was it was, not, it was nowhere near garbage. It was nowhere it near was, garbage. It was garbage. You just said it was okay. It was daily podcast. You just said it was I okay. Just, it was okay garbage. I wish the plot wasn't the exact plot of Captain America one. I mean, that's what they were going for. You know, like they, and they, it's they, not they a very feminist film when the man saves her at the end. Did he? Also, yeah. the villain diddly butt kiss. He sacrificed himself to save. Remember? Oh, he was in the plane. Yeah. yeah. Gal acting diddly butt kiss. Well, she's just a bad person. Although the guy from Train Spotting was in it. Yeah, Gal Gadot's real scummy. Yeah. 
She like covered up a rape. I was reading did about. She really? Yeah, she did. Yeah, she. Well, she like slut a, shamed. The this woman. woman she was like rooming with got raped by a producer, and she was like, "You were asking for it." Wow. And the whole make, the whole article's online. How to make me hate a movie? She also <laughs> she also like a huge supporter of like. Israel's military movement and stuff. She I mean, she, she is Israeli, to be yeah. fair. <laughs> yeah, well, to be fair. I'm at odds with her, and we're both Jewish. <laughs> politics, please sponsor us. <laughs> <laughs> hey, 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 we can't talk about American politics. We can talk about foreign policy all we want on BBC, BBC, please sponsor us. Um, yeah, so I think we're done with movies. <laughs> and other, <laughs> other stuff. I think that was one of the longest what rip this offs we've ever done. We're going to have to beat it next time. Let's move on to ratings. This episode has a 7.3 on the International Movie Database. Oh, turns the brightness down. It is the 111th worst best episode. 111th best episode out of 156, so it's definitely in the lower tier, lower third of the spectrum. Um, and I will give this episode a 7. I liked wow. it. Uh, I liked it a lot. Docking points for how terribly un unfeminist it is, and uh, but for a season four episode, I thought it was creepy and it flew by, and I had a good good time watching it. Let's move on to the lovely woman on my right, Ashley. Um, I think I'm gonna give it. I didn't hate it as much as I hated last week's episode. But I still, as a feminist, can't give it a really high rating. So I'm going to give it a 5. Um, I really like the music. Didn't really like the portrayal of women. Alright, Jamie. I'm going to give it a 6. Um, I thought it had a lot of really cool elements, like the folktale one, and um, the music, and the cinematography. But I wish the characters were stronger. Corey... Or, I'm sorry, um... Reese? Reese. <laughs> uh, I'm gonna get a four and a half. Um, Ooh. The, like, Make Me Some Supper line really killed it. And, uh, like, the fluff wasn't as bad as other season fours, but, like, it was still there. Like, there were a few conversations where I was like, okay, come on. Connor. I'm gonna give it an eight. Damn. Whoa. Dude, and, and eight should be a woe for a for, for <laughs> Absolutely not. season four. Stop for making me do more work. For a season four, though. Uh, Connor, any explanation? It was a it was a good hour long episode. It moved. Uh, it kept me engaged for for like the the amount of time that it was, and I think it was a good I think it was a good plot. And other than that. One line at the end, I, I dug the ending where Jasper just gets killed. This should be because she's a witch. All right, and that all right, and that brings our um, rating or average to a six point one out of ten, a substantial jump up from last week's five point three. So let's move on to what next week's episode is going to be. Corey is our reigning defending champion. Uh, uh. Next week, we are going to season one to watch Elegy. In my personal opinion, one of the more scary episodes of The Twilight Zone. Definitely yeah. creepy. Has one of the best twists. And here is the opening narration. So uh, listen to it, and we're going to guess that twist. Corey goes last, as champion's advantage. The time is the day after tomorrow. The place, a far corner of the universe. 
a cast of characters, three men lost amongst the stars, three men sharing the common urgency of all men lost. They're looking for home. And in a moment, they'll find home. Not a home that is a place to be seen, but a strange, unexplainable experience to be felt. <laughs> so what do you think? I think that they go back to they go back to their home or whatever, and everybody's just nobody's uh nobody like everybody thinks they're dead or whatever or they're a ghost, but it's not like the ones where they just ignore them. They think they're like <laughs> I'm trying I'm trying to word this. They they get spooked by these guys. They think they're like. Ghosts and they're like having their funeral or whatever, but like they form like a mob against them because they're like, ah, ghosts. (laughs) 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 But like they're in the end, they're just. The new man. I guess. I'm sorry. I don't know. I don't know where I was going with that. Something ghosts, but they're not really dead, but everybody thinks they're dead. And there's a big twist at the end, of course, but I don't know what that is. Ashley or Jamie? Who's the next? Do you want to go? Oh no, we're both too polite. Oh no. Um, okay, I thought I think I have a pretty good idea. I think the twist is gonna be everyone else is dead and they're the only ones alive. Like well, something really happened to Earth during their little space journey and then they um they they're there. Maybe they're maybe they're in the dreaming hours and they dream of home and then realize oh Oh no, I'm sorry. I'm just thinking of uh, Monster Factory. (laughs) How much I love it. Like, they have a dream about home and everyone's like alive and stuff, and then they wake up and oh no, Earth's gone. Alright, Ashley? Um, well, since this is a more science fiction episode, I'm gonna give it a more science fiction answer. Um, I think they're gonna pull a SpongeBob. (laughs) <laughs> and go well no I guess it's not Spongebob but they're gonna go back and either people are not gonna be like it's gonna be like a different dimension kind of thing mm-hmm. or they're gonna be on a different plane of existence and the people aren't gonna be able to see them slash recognize them and they're gonna be a little confused for a while so they're in the twilight zone mm. literally and finally Corey so you mentioned space spacemen Right. Mm-hmm. So we're gonna talk about Max Moon, okay? So Max Moon, he comes home from Earth, and he had to fight the. Okay, this spaceman has come home from Earth and fight for his life, much like Max Moon had to fight for his life in the WWF ring. So we're gonna watch Rumble '93. It was his only pay per view, I think. Do you give it to me? Jamie wins. Oh, Jamie is the. This is rigged. <laughs> this is rigged. Dude, you're really close to usurping her. You just didn't go into enough detail. <laughs> <laughs> Jamie Dang. is the winner this week. Allergy is a great episode. Very creepy. Uh, they land on an asteroid, and something's not quite right with the inhabitants. So we'll see more of that in two weeks' time. But uh, I love it. it. Scares the pants out of me. Um, and then. As always, we like to finish with a question of the week. Let's see, what's a good question about? Ask, me, ask us our favorite witches, because I have one. 
I don't have a favorite way. Did you <laughs> I have, have a moment many. Did you guys ever have a moment where you felt cursed? All the time. <laughs> uh, yes. D&D this Sunday? You want to go into why? So, uh, my character in D&D is a bard, a squishy boy. <laughs> squishy very bard. squishy not, boy. Not, not very good at uh, the athletics, not very strong, <laughs> not very dexterous. <laughs> I, I had to make saving throws like three times. And <laughs> you tell them about the time we like go across a rope or something. I had to. I had to, <laughs> Everyone made it for you. Yeah, there was to, a hallway. I had to make it down a hallway, and I'm the only one who didn't make it. It was so. a hallway filled with like quicksand pebbles, and everybody like nails their athletics check. This is super easy. It's like a five, and Connor rolls a four. <laughs> it just immediately, immediately falls <laughs> off the wall and sinks. <laughs> Which I'm still waiting to cash in. Maybe it's just me being a failure at life, and I haven't noticed yet. Yeah, I'm thinking I'm doing pretty good for myself. So. It's just like every time something falls for you, it's like that's her. Like Anubis <laughs> is gonna knock on my door and just like Final Destination. <laughs> that's horrible. We're horrible people. Uh, yeah, but if, if you're listening to this, please leave me alone. <laughs> I'm tired of your curses. All right. Uh, Connor Buckley stole us. I heard that. Uh, I already went. Oh, did you? That uh, was my D&D thing. Oh yeah, Ashley Jamelik stole us. Oh, that's the curse at work. You're right, dude. Oh, my real curse is that I forget somebody in combat every D and D session. Every time. I forget every <laughs> week. It's usually Corey. Yeah, Corey. No, one week it was Corey. The next week it was Ethan, and this week it was Ash. Hopefully, it'll be a few more times. I won't say anything. Um. <clears throat> hmm. Well, my curse, as you know, because you're the one that told me that I have this curse, is every time something bad happens to me, something worse, like, in conclusion, yeah, it'll, oh it'll, it's like a chain effect. It's so weird. I'm trying to think of an example. Um, um, <laughs> I didn't do so well on my exam. Goes home. Oh, my hamster's dead. <laughs> oh, yeah, that happened. Uh, let's see. There was one with my car. It was like, something was wrong with my car. 
and we went to go fix it, and then they found that something was even worse was wrong, and then it was like a thousand dollars later. <laughs> wow. <Well, I'm still, laughs> yeah, you just like yeah. Yeah. Bad luck, Ash. Oh yeah, and we bought. Oh my god, the the light bulb saga with us. One of her car lights is out, so first we get pulled over by a cop. Over oh, like, oh shnikes, like this isn't good. Um, and the cops like, your light bulb's out. This is a warning. Get it fixed. And we're like, oh thanks, officer. You're a champ. <coughs> uh, so then we go buy a light bulb from I don't know, like AutoZone. Yeah, it was AutoZone. First one's broken. No, the first one was the wrong one. The first one was the wrong one. So we trade that in, and then they give us a burnout broken one. Which we didn't know until we went to the car shop to get it placed. And he's like, yeah, you have the, a broken one. That's why it wasn't working. We thought it was like yeah, something messed up with like my fuses in my car. You didn't check if the ball works? We tried to, and it wasn't working. Like, So we assumed it was my fuse. Because yeah. with my Honda, it's a specific bulb that only works with my car. Yeah. So you can't like test it, test it. It's a big old dilly buckus. And then that's that's the same story that then when they went to fix that, they found something was wrong with my tires, mm-hmm. and then I had to get four whole new tires. Thanks, Firestone. Wow. Yeah. That was a big oof, dude. Tires Did expensive. you pay that bill off yet? Yeah, yeah. Nice. Wow. Alright. So we're all cursed. But, uh, we have each other. Aw. Anyway, we'll be back in... That's the true curse. No! <laughs> We'll be back in two weeks' time for Elegy. If you want to curse Ben Blam on the internet. Oh, yeah. Jamie, before we go, how can they find us or talk to us or give us sponsors? <laughs> you can yell at us on Twitter at TheRodSquad22 or on Tumblr at TheRodSquad without an E in the... Throd Squad. Throd Squad. Throd Squad. Squad. You can find us on Facebook at the Rod Squad. Facebook.com slash Sterling Squad. Yeah, this dot com slash Sterling Squad. The Rod Squad was taken. And if you want to email us, email us at the Rod Squad 22 at gmail.com. Send us requests. We will review literally anything. <laughs> so you can find us at the Rod Squad 22 at gmail.com. <laughs> I have a funny story. Did you know that I have eaten up? <laughs> that, that email again is the Rod Squad 22 at gmail.com. Have a great week, everybody. We'll see you next time for Elegy.